Philly Soccer Show on KOW News Radio's Greg Will and Dean, along with Mike Cervetio from the Philly Soccer Page. This week, we discuss the union's new sporting director, Ernst Tanner, and the team's semi final win against Chicago. Drop in here real quick this week for a update because the union are actually making news. So many big stories. So many big Open st- Cup finals, uh, sporting directors. Right. Um, so let's talk about the sporting director first. Ernst Tanner coming to us from Red Bull Salzburg. He uh, worked for Hoffenheim. He worked for uh, in the German League for a while. Mainly, if you look at his resume, mainly in the development end of things, it seems like. He's an academy guy in, in with the youth. Uh, he was, I think, uh, uh, it wasn't with Salzburg, but it was one of his teams. He said he was, uh, he was watching one of the interviews. Our good friend Adam Kahn uh, cut up uh, yeah. video interviews. But he um, was basically the manager of the second team, one of the teams in the Bundesliga, so the reserve team in, in essence. Uh, so he's experienced there. It, it was uh, it's interesting hire. Yeah. I, you know, I I think the, the if you look at the resume, I think the experience is really nice. I think, um, in terms of what we've been fed as as Philadelphia Union fans, journalists, uh, people that follow the team, that the, the the academy is the path. This is the guy. This is a guy that you would want mm-hmm. involved in that kind of kind of situation. I think he's going to continue to want to bring guys through the academy. He's going to want to continue to invest money there. He's going to want to. Uh, do all of those things that we've seen Ernie Stewart do. Um, he said that he wanted to keep the the, the, the academy players. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't about turning profits and it wasn't about selling on guys. Um, so I, I, I think it is it's interesting. Um, you know, guys coming from Europe to MLS always always a it's little a mix, bit of a crapshoot. It's a mixed bag. I mean, there's yeah. guys of success. There's guys of spectacularly flamed. But out. how much did they know about Tam? Which That's always came the up, question, yeah. Which came up, yeah. and, and you, know, you refer to it as jam, or jam, instead of gam, but... Well, hey, you, you know. Some kind of am. <laughs> yeah, which... And it's always a concern that it takes the guys a little bit of speed to get up with the peculiarities of MLS, because yeah. they don't do it the same way other leagues Is in the there, world do it. Do you think there's a comparable sporting director or GM in place in MLS right now to what the union just hired? I was trying to think of off this the top the of my head. I can't I, think. I couldn't think of a, a guy uh, off the top of my head. No, that that's an academy guy first. Um, no, I, I mean I, I I'd be lying to you if I know every sporting director in the league, but just just kind of just kind of go through my head. Not, I don't think so. I, I I yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't name every right. director and NGM or whatever the clubs want to call these guys, but. Um, I think it's interesting to bring in a guy with the experience that that he has, um, versus someone familiar with MLS. Mm-hmm. He, and and again, you'll get his re- resume. You'll get how the team is currently structured. He's academy facing. It feels like. And does that mean there's not going to be no signings? I hope not. He did make some references to South America and having an yeah. eye towards that, which you know. Is that I, is that allowed in Philadelphia <laughs> Union Land? Which I've said, you know, they've I, ignored an entire continent for it seems like half a decade now. Yeah, which I've said, you know, ad nauseum, it's ridiculous <laughs> that we're not dealing with that, and we're not. And you look at what's going on in the league, especially you know, in Atlanta, where there are opportunities of getting players from South America and things like that. It, it, it's you know criminal that yes. you're not looking in criminal, that direction. Criminal is a good word. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think. 
I remember two years ago now when Ernie came on, came on everybody was, it was like, this is it. This is going to happen. You know, Ernie's a, a smart guy. Ernie has these European connection. Ernie's a US, ex-USA player. Ernie's this, Ernie's that. And where do we sit today? Yeah. And, and looking at some of his signings and his his generously mixed legacy here. I mean, it, you know, it's... I think I think that's going to be an interesting thing because, and you know, the, this came up in the, the presser today. I think Jonathan Tannenwald asked the question and mm-hmm. and referenced a number of the players that were brought in by Tanner during yeah. his his stint at either Hoffenheim or later with Red Bull. And there's, there's you know, it's a, it's a healthy bag of 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 players. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some real gems in there. There's a couple guys that have have faded out, yeah. um, but there's there's definitely a, a couple guys that you look at from that group as like. Probably like A plus players. Yeah, in, that, in a guy, league. you're a big fan of Gilfie Sigerson. Gilfie Sigerson, one of my through. favorite players. Yeah, it came. Through. He bought it. Yeah, yeah. Sander bought him from Reading to right. Hoffenheim, um, which he, he he didn't end up staying at for a while. But um, it was an interesting move for him. You know, there was there was other guys that in that list. Uh, Robert Firmino, who's mm-hmm. now banging in goals for for Liverpool and, right. and did very very well in the World Cup for Brazil, um, and and guys that did. Not so well, guys. I thought Ryan Babel was on that list, who he bought <laughs> bought from Liverpool at the time. I think that no, I remember. Oh, did yeah. not do that well. It's it's tough. I mean, it, it can be a mixed bag with players. It's hard. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, I mean, we, we sit here and we we kind of hammer on about, it, but it is difficult. I mean, yeah. you're talking about you know how many team teams have how many guys in their systems? These bigger European teams, it's hundreds. It's like yeah. you get kids in in their you know early teens. You get kids. You know they're nine, ten years old that that start in their academy, move, move forward. It's 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 a, it, it can be a difficult process, and we you know understand that. I think we, we all legitimately understand that. Um, but yeah, he he's had some names that, that he's dealt with and helped develop. Yeah, um, and I and I think it's going to be interesting to see what what he can do to put his stamp on the academy too. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that the academy exists down to the level that it does and is as producing players um, that know how to play a certain system of soccer is what you can credit Ernie Stewart for at Philadelphia Union, mm-hmm. um, for better or worse. Those, those, the, um, so I think what, what Tanner can come in to do to further the work that, that Stewart has done will, will be what we're all looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really come up that I recall. I may have, but, you know, Jim Curtin's name didn't come up a ton in this press conference, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was you know, kind of interesting. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. <laughs> I mean, I, I also think it's probably likely that Jim was consulted in the hire. I, I was, so at least the, the, there has to be a familiarity between these guys to begin with. I would think. And, hey, and, and Jim at his press conference last night after the Open Cup final, you know, made reference to the fact that we all knew mm-hmm. what was coming today and, and and noted that he had been in contact with Tanner over the last couple of right. weeks and they had talked about things. They had talked about the transfer window. They had talked about players and, and you know, there's been some news about guys going out too. Um, so it's it's not been, right. you know, a, any decisions made in a vacuum. So, I, I yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think he's going to have the, the power to – Choose the coach as he will. I would assume. I would right? assume he like, had all the power that Ernie has. Yeah, and Ernie had that power. He chose not to. For you know, he was he was probably Jim Curtin's biggest booster 
in Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, certainly, I and, think so. and within the organization, certainly in the, in town, and had every confidence in Jim Curtin. And I'm not arguing about it one way or the other. I'm just stating it. You know, yeah, he was Ernie's guy, and Jim. You know, they had a really good working relationship. It seems. Um, you know, it, Tanner's not bound by that. I mean, he's bound by his own philosophy. He's bound by what he, he feels the coach should be doing. And you got to think Jim's going to get evaluated at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I, it should be an evaluation. Um, you know, I think – I don't know Jim's record off the top of my head, but it's not a winning record. There's no snow trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. you, yeah, you could you could say arguably this year that there's been at least better soccer. Some, yeah, for you know for certain points, but their offense is still anemic. Yeah, <laughs> it's starting to come on a little bit, but they're still and you I, know they still have issues scoring goals. And it, and and talking about Jim always becomes uh, an indictment on in the Philadelphia Union, though, and more specifically Jay. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see Jay Sugarman. It's always interesting to see Jay Sugarman asking, answering questions for Philadelphia um, Union. So it was nice, for, nice of him to make an appearance today. Um, but you know, I, I think that that'll be a fascinating thing. You know, it, I, I think we all thought that Ernie Stewart would be given a bigger pocketbook than Nick Sakevich was just because of Ernie Stewart's uh, path, mm-hmm. and that was not the case. Um, so I think we can continue to. Assume that that's not going to be the case. That that, that there's not going to be a bigger purse for for player transfers with a new sporting director coming in. I see no evidence of it unless I wait. We wake up tomorrow morning and there's a big splash. Yeah. That you know they had in their back pocket and then they kind of tied it together with Tanner coming in. Yeah. But I uh, I don't see any evidence of the, that French midfield. No. <laughs> he seems like a guy. He seems like a project. There are even if he shows up and. The mitigating factor in that is apparently they 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 borked the uh, Eric Ayuk transfer <laughs> spectacularly. It sounds like. I mean, I don't ever want to like jump to his assumptions about what's going on with Eric Ayuk. Um, with just because of the the history of that player, mm-hmm. um, I had to go back and reread it on Philly Soccer page. Dan Walsh did a, a terrific piece about Rainbow FC, the mm-hmm. the African organi- organization. I don't I don't even know what to call them. They're not exactly a club that. You know, was the 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 way that the union found Eric Ayuk, and it's, a, it's, it's like the way a, a couple of different other MLS players have ended up here. It's like those football. Factories. I mean, Brazil has those teams. They're like yeah. basically they they just kind of get players to sell their football yeah. factories. Uh, this one seemed especially shady. Which <laughs> I guess uh, is not that surprising, but um, so I don't. You know, with Eric Ayuk, you know, it's, he seemed like he had a a, a a situation sorted out at Transport. Right mm-hmm. uh, in the Turkish league, and that fell through, and he was back at practice on, right. and on Tuesday. They're quibbling over money, and he saw half a million pounds, euros, dollars kicked around as a number. And you know, from the things you've seen, Tur- the Turkish team balked at that. I, mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know what value Eric Ayuk has. He's played. Yes, Tur- we haven't seen him. Yeah. He played, played one first team game in two years. Right. I mean, he was. With, you know, he was with Bethlehem Mall last year. Yeah. He's kind of been kicking around this year. He, you know, featured a lot when he came up, but he was a really young guy. So yeah, um, but I think with Tanner coming in, I, I don't see there's uh, oh, oh wait, 
you know, a way forward for the union to 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 be more it's that involved in the the transfer market. Pot of cash that yeah. they don't have. It's that pot of cash where they can say, "I can get go out and go out and get X player and pay X millions for a transfer fee." They just don't have that. I think, and one of the things that I think we have to worry about with a with a, an international guy coming in that doesn't know the league is is one of the things that we've always talked about on this show is that the union do a piss poor job of identifying talent that's available within the league already. Yes. Um, and that's been true this season, um, and it's been true for the last couple of seasons, that, that there's been players available either during the winter transfer window or during the, the – uh, the transfer window that's open right now, and they've chosen not to bring in players, whether it's a financial thing, whether it's they're not identifying players, whatever it is, but having a guy that's not familiar with the league coming in and maybe not knowing some of these players and the value that they have is mm-hmm. always going to be interesting. You'd like to think that they're relying on good intel from from people that are around, whether that's Chris Albright, whether that's other people in the organization. Um <laughs> But I, I think I think that's going to be a really fascinating thing is how how a guy coming from Europe has knowledge of what's already here in MLS. Yeah, and and you look at what happened this year, and I think we'll get into it when we start talking about the semifinal. But the the big MLS move they made, yeah. David Akam, and it's not gone well. Yeah, <laughs> and. Again, I didn't think it goes back to Ernie's track record. Let's you know, if we want to get back to that, but I mean, he had difficulty identifying. Yeah. I mean, Jay Simpson yeah. came in and is I just I keep forgetting he's on the team. It's, it's fine. Uh, you know, Harrisman Junior was a great is a great signing yeah. and is is a real asset to this organization. And I'm glad he's here. But does it counterbalance the Jay Simpson signing? Mm-hmm. No. I'm not, I'm not trying to say yes. I was just agreeing. Yeah. And <laughs> does, you know, the difficulties or the refusal they've had to move within MLS, and then one time they do, they get David to come, that just how spectacularly he's fallen off. Yeah. I, I And I can't pinpoint one thing. I think there's a few factors, but I can't pinpoint one thing. But how just spectacularly poor he's played this season. Yeah. And where he sits, you know, where he was at different points, sitting behind players, and no knock on these guys, but players like Mar- uh, you know Marcus Epps and Ilsenio and guys, you know, that don't have the pedigree within the league yeah. that a combat coming in, it's it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting. I you know I I hope that there are people in Tanner's ear that that can pinpoint some of the the talent that's already yeah. here, or hopefully that he has an eye for it. I mean. You know, hopefully he's already been watching MLS. He's going to have a lot of MLS to watch still yet this season, mm-hmm. and and see what's available out there, um, and, and and who can be brought in on on good deals. And I'm and I think I brought this up in the past, but almost I see they should have like or, or there's like kind of this two track mentality you can have with a sports team, where you could be for the future and for the here and now. And I think it's a thing you can balance. And it's not just MLS. It's not just soccer. I think it's other sports and how you use, like, say, in baseball, how you use your farm team and things like that. And then there's more development opportunities in the NBA and NHL. There's a minor league. So there's more opportunities to balance kind of those things, the future and the here and now. And 
I think it's just so imbalanced with this with the union team that just putting everything into the academy. And I'm not knocking the academy. I'm not knocking the idea of developing players. I think it's a great thing to do, and and I'm fully and wholeheartedly support the idea of having a good, viable operating academy. I think it's a better path to the pros. Just my opinion, you know, it's a better path to the pros than the college path. Or it, if it's not right now, it and in the near future, it certainly will be. But you have to have that here and now mentality. And it, it and it goes back to Ernie's comments that people get too, or I'm paraphrasing, but people get too hung up on wins and losses. Well, yes, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we're fans. We're we're that's what we that's what sports is. It's a, it's competition. It's playing the game. Who's who makes the playoffs? Who wins at the end of the year? Who wins these individual games? It's it's what we why we like sports. It's one of the reasons why we like sports because we want to root for. Wins, yeah, and and I think that that that's a good thing to look at with Tanner is that he's been involved on a number of winning teams, mm-hmm. and I think that's good to see. You know, I know Hoffenheim never won the German league, but they were very competitive for a couple of years. Right. And yeah, uh, they were th- they were a big story for a while. Like, just yeah, they kind of pushed into into the Bundesliga. And you know, I think that they had a, a, a and, couple of rough years after that. And, and Salzburg and, and, Salzburg, and Salzburg, Salzburg is the best team in Austria. Yeah, yeah and they've been very su- successful. Yeah. I mean, you you could are equivalent about the Austrian league, but. You know, and you, got, you, play, you play the guys in front of yeah, you, right? You play, yeah, exactly. You're playing the league you're in, and yeah. they've they've, they've and played they've very well. Yeah, and they've done very Somebody's well. Somebody's got to win that league. Exactly. Yeah, and they've done very well. So yeah, so maybe he brings that that mentality in, and there's more of a balance. Yeah, where it's not strictly, you know, not strictly, you know, everything for the academy and everything for the future, and this constant five year plan that they're on, and it, you know. And the payoff is, it gets a little more ephemeral, yeah, as the years go by. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was really excited when Ernie came through, so I'm, I'm tempering my excitement. Yeah, with, I mean, it's the Philadelphia Union. We have to temper. Um, and I think it's an important thing to do. And just uh, programming out the wheels are in motion to hopefully get Tanner on. He's yeah. uh, he's got a few things he's got to tie up uh, before he can sit down with us. So. We're you know gunning for uh, hopefully in about a month we can get him on so just we're gunning for that. So. In, in the meantime, I'm sure Adam can did a good job at least asking him about tactics. <laughs> that's just, oh that that's a conversation I like to see. <laughs> Radio. Radio.com. All right, so the next piece of news. Let's talk about the semifinal. Hey. Union going back to the U.S. Open Cup final. Uh, it was really it was a good second half. It wasn't. I'm not going to call it a good game. It was a good second. half. It was half a good second half in the Philadelphia Union. It was not a terrible first half. I thought um, you know Chicago did everything they could to muck that game up. They came yeah. in here with the game plan of being as slow as possible, mm-hmm. uh, taking their time on every free kick and and every throw in, um, and did a great job of that in the first half. I thought that they were the, the fire on their front foot for maybe the first 15 minutes of that game. I thought Raheem Edwards did a pretty good job down the left side and mm-hmm. that, that Keegan had a little bit of a struggle early on. Um, but the union really sorted themselves out by about the 30 minute mark. Um, I think by the time that Harris mid union run that ball off the crossbar, yeah. they were, they were starting to establish themselves and, 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 it, and it went forward from there. I thought they came out of the gate in the second half really strong. I thought they were good value for their goal. I thought they were good value for the second goal and then mm-hmm. good value for the third yeah. goal. Um, you know, I think Corey Burke, 
Another good game uh, comes out with a brace if he could play against Chicago every week. I mean, Corey Burke has more goals against Chicago Fire than <laughs> CJ Spong has in the season. <laughs> um, you know, Corey's not perfect, but he's making stuff happen. He scores goals. And he puts a go- he puts the ball in the net, yeah. and that that's what you need from your striker. And he's he's doing it, and he's kind of his head's in the game. He's, he's playing with confidence. He's not afraid to make runs and try things. Like I said, he he. he uh, he just has that kind of energy, and I think he gets ahead of himself a little bit in some situations. Yeah. But you know, when he when he kind of settles and calms calms himself a little bit, and he can he sees the field, he he just he can make things happen. He's technically he likes the ball at his feet, and the way this team's set up now is a structure that wants the ball at his feet is a real asset yeah. because you have guys like. I mean that that pass Bedoya oh, put sick. on his foot. I mean that was you know that was beautiful. <laughs> Did, uh, you were in there for it. Uh, we we asked Aliu about it in the, the post game and uh, just you know I think someone asked him just like go through that goal and he's like oh man I haven't seen it back yet. He's like that, that pass felt nice though. <laughs> <laughs> he's it like was. I really can't wait to see it. And and it was it was fantastic. And Ali's playing you know uh, this is this is the highest level we've seen Ali play at uh, since he's been in Philadelphia yeah. Union shirt by far. And I think the fact that he has Dutch Gal with him yeah. And they're kind of together there, boss in the midfield. And Harris, I think Harris had a little bit of identity crisis earlier in the season. Yeah. I think he's definitely settled down into a different role than he had last year where where he's got other people he, he needs to work with, and I think he figured that out. Yeah. So he's very much settled down. He's still, I think, not the defensive player they need him to be, no. but, but you know, I think they have enough to paper that over most days. Um. We talked about this before we went on, and I think it'll be an interesting option for for Saturday too. Um, I don't think that there's any question about who the number one striker is for Philadelphia Union right now. It's got to be Corey Burke, just absolutely he's scoring goals, absolutely. In the last two matches, we've seen CJ Sapong come on, um, but not a straight swap for Corey Burke. We've seen him go out to the right and replace David Com, um, and I I like it. I think it's interesting. Well, that was the, uh, you know he that was, was it's a position he's been familiar with. He's he's played it for un, the, the union before. He played it in Kansas City for for yeah. a number of years, and, and was very successful at it. Kansas City won won with him playing in that position. I think it was a great sub last night because I thought that was an instant spark for the offense. Yeah. Because I, I'm not Com's not giving you anything right now. I, he's, I, he's I would really drop not, a Com from the 18. He's not giving he's you anything. He's disinterested. He's just collecting a paycheck. He, he's re, he's really he's really not giving you anything right now. And and CJ came in and was instantly part of the buildup. Yeah. Was you know had the ball at his feet. Was looking up, moving the ball with the other midfield. You know inside the midfield and you know gets a goal. Was part. You know I think started to move for one of the goals and it was nice to see him cash in at the end too. Yeah, I it mean, was. I, I mean not. I think any one of us could have maybe knocked that in with a <laughs> open net gaping, but yeah. it's you know it's stuff like that that get, hopefully gets him going. Right. I mean, he scored against LA a couple of weeks ago on a, a and, kind of fluky and, thing. And you, you think if he's out there with another striker, however you want to set it up, or if he's out in the wing where he's more one on one instead of beating up, getting beat up by center backs all game, it, it, it gives him a little air, a little space. Yeah, it, it, it you know just gives him more perspective. And like I said. You know, Com's not giving you much. Yeah, Elsino's Il- 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 still hurt. Elsino's Il- 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 still hurt. Herbers just you know worked his way back in the eighteen. It was good. It's good to see him back. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought he was decent out in yeah, Portland. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was fine. Uh, but I think that could be 
with CJ out there and, and with, with Fafa on the other wing, CJ on the right, and you know your defense, everything has you know with Mark back and all that, McKenzie back, that might be your best eleven because you're getting some of your best guys out there. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I think uh, you know going into a game on Saturday for the third game in a week, uh, traveling away again to New England. Um, I, I don't expect that there will be a lot of lineup changes like there was in Portland. No, because it's not, it's it, not there's as, another week off yeah, yeah. after this. Um, and, and hopefully I, it doesn't take you know a day to get to New England. Yeah, <laughs> like also that. And, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that would be an interesting lineup change if, if, if they decide to look at CJ on the right yeah, side I, as I, maybe I, as, a, as a starting role. And then you have the option at 65 minutes to either do a straight swap on the wing mm-hmm. or – so about Corey Burke and move Sage up top, um, and if you're if you're including a guy like Fabian Herbers in the 18, so there's got another striker that could play in the in the, the more right. forward role if right. you I asked mean, him to. That's what they did when they took Burke out. They slid they slid uh, they put CJ up top last yeah. night and put you know Herbers Herber, on the right. Herbers out on the right. I mean that was you know why not? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, um, we're you know so you know we're middle of August now, and a com hasn't clicked. Nothing tells me he's going to, and you're you. You got games you need. Yeah, you got points you need to get, yeah. and so you got to get the best guys out there. You got to guys got to get guys out there that are going to yeah. contribute because you're still just short of that playoff line. And it's 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 just, and I feel like it's 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 like a game of musical chairs right now with the playoffs. I think if they, whatever, I mean, this is a massive whenever, massive stretch. Yeah, whenever the music stops. Yeah, and if they're above that line, they're above that. Line. It just feels like they're just—it's almost they need a little bit of luck. They need a little bit of other things breaking their way. They just need a striker in the transfer window would have been nice. Right well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it's it's. Um, I'll throw this at you. So we got the final coming up, playing Houston, which is the better option. Still got to yeah, go, much better than going go to LAFC. My guy, I mean, but I'd rather go to Houston than to go to that cauldron at that LAFC play in because. Wow. Um, so, you know, God forbid they go down there and they win. And they squeak into the sixth spot and bow out first round. Is that a good year? Yeah, it is. I just, yeah. It is. Um, winning a trophy is huge. Yeah. I think uh, winning the Open Cup. It almost doesn't matter what happens when the playoffs. Yeah. Um, winning the Open Cup, sneaking into the playoffs, and playing well, and maybe, and it doesn't even matter what happens. Right. I, th- I think it is. Okay. Um, you know, we joke about it, but the Union is a team that brings the the the, the knife to the gunfight sometimes. Right. So to to make the playoff, to win a trophy, that's that's a good year in, in mm-hmm. the Union land. Uh, and okay, win the trophy, miss the playoffs. Still, still a okay. decent year. Don't win the trophy, make the playoffs. That yeah. one's tougher. I yeah. think that's that's a that's that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, um, because uh, you know you're probably not going to get a home game. You're probably not going to win the playoff game. Right. So getting there yeah, is nice. But does it matter? Right. I don't know. I, th- I th- that's a I don't know. That's a tough. I think that's, we should we should put that on Twitter. I mean. Yeah. Um, Let's tweet that, but if if you already have an answer and you're listening to this, yeah, let's let's hear hear what you have yeah. to say, yeah, because I don't know, yeah, it, it, it's something that you didn't you know, know you didn't tell me there was gonna be hard questions. <laughs> well, something that uh, <laughs> I, I, I was on with Matt Matt Leon, our, our uh, you know my colleague from KW, um, and he asked me 
what's a successful season? I said, well, they'll tell you, you know, if they win the cup and don't make the playoffs, they'll tell you that's a, that's a good season. The team will probably tell you it's a successful season. It's probably fair. Um, I don't know. I, you, know what I, I, you know what I think the thing is that might be a little bit different than this year than last year is that if they make the playoffs, they'll do it playing more attractive soccer than they did last year. Yeah. And they'll they'll do it with a more ironed-out game plan of what Philadelphia Union soccer looks like. Um, so it, it's still hard for me to believe that they're, they they can compete in the playoffs when you're when you're going to have to play a team I, like I, Atlanta, I, Red Bulls. Um, I, I, don't know. I, st- I still think you're you're short a guy. Yeah, and as well as Burke has played, oh, man, and, how do they not get? I don't know. As well, in the transfer window. As, as well as Burke has played, and as much as I've praised him on here, I don't ultimately think he's the solution. Yeah. And I have said it, the solution striker's not currently on the roster. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah, you know, and the window's closed, right? And can't really Right. <laughs> well, let's say they could you know, they could sign free agents or I don't know. Yeah. They I, could sign they, 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 you could probably make it happen if you had to. Yeah, they could sign somebody on a free, I, I believe, till middle of September and that's where we're at. Um so quick prediction for New England. This is ah, it's tough. Uh, third game in a week. Yeah. Um, I don't think that New England is playing really good soccer right now. Um, I, I did catch the game against Orlando City last week where they let Orlando come back three separate times yeah. to tie 3-3. Um, I'll take a draw in New England. Um, I think that would be a good result, and I think it, it's a fair result I was based on what the clubs are going in. Yeah. So I'll say 1-1. I was, yeah, I was, I was going to say a score draw, like 1-1. Just you go up there and... You know, you're beat up, you're tired, you had a real emotional game Wednesday, and you had the rough travel. Early you've got, you've got New England and, twice over the next three weeks. Yeah. Um, I think four points out of that is, is really, really nice. That's um, if, if If they split it three and three, it's totally useless. Yeah. Um, if it's two draws, it's pretty useless as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I jumped on a, a podcast with uh, Six Days One Pod who do New England Revolution stuff, and I was asking them what what their expectation for the weekend was. They were like, we're looking at this from the New England perspective as three points that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a home game. It's against a club that's right behind them in the standings. Um, so they're looking at this, I think, as a bigger game than the Union might be, especially after what happened last night with the Open Cup. So I, I, it's gonna, I think it, they have to get over that the, the emotions of what happened last night, that MLS is back on track on Saturday mm-hmm. and they're, they're playing a, a really important away game. So... You know, hopefully they can get that sorted out, and if they do, I think I think there's a really good chance that they can go up there and at least make that point. Sounds good to me. I think we'll wrap it up on that. Uh, we'll be back next week um, to talk about all more of the things we've just yes, talked about. Yes, I guess we'll hopefully uh, know a little bit more about Tanner. Yeah, uh, I think there'll be I, another I, result I, to talk about. I think we will, and uh, so you know, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see about the New England. Game oh, and, and the and, English Premier League starts this week. And oh, and the Premier League starts. Can't yeah. wait. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Actually, I'm very excited about Yeah, who does Arsenal have? Arsenal? Who's Arsenal have? Uh, you don't know? Come I on. I, I do. Just know. I was just looking at the. I was just looking at this. Oh. Uh, I know they, they play on Sunday. Hold on. Hold on. But, um, if it makes you feel better, Reading lost in the 94th minute of their I opener. I am so sorry. That was very painful. They played well, too. I was really worried, and I, they played better than I thought. And they, and they kept their best player today through the end of the transfer window. Well, that's good. Yeah, Liam Moore. Central Good. defender. Uh, only, I guys are worried about Reading this year. Uh, we got City. Oh, a nice easy one. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice to get get that out of the way. We got yeah. City at home. Um, 
nice test for your new coach. I'm excited about Arsenal this year. Yeah. I, I think their defense is still a work in progress. Well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago off air. You know, I, I I don't think that they're probably in the top four. You don't think that they're probably in the top four. I think, I think that there's a breath of fresh air around the club just because yeah. you had a manager I, leave I, after I, 20 years. Yeah, I think the cloud that's been hanging over yeah. the cloud about the last two and a half, three years is gone. I, I think this guy, Emery's coming in with a lot of energy and some ideas. Um, I think the defense is still not there. I think yeah. the defense is still a work in progress. Uh, but the, your attacking players, if you can't mold an attack out of these yeah. guys, then I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But, you know, with like I said, and a Bummy Yang and, and I'm really, uh, I, I'm really excited Ozil. to see a Bummy Yang for a full season yeah, in the English I, I think he, he was really feeling it when he yeah. came here last year. And I, I, I think they, they are an outside chance to be a top four team. Yeah. But ultimately, I think, and I'm fine with this. I think this is not a one year rebuild. I yeah. think they need some more time and to gel everything and, and figure things out. The fact that Ramsey's a little unsettled is kind of a concern. Yeah. So they got to settle that down. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about yeah. it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm always excited for English <laughs> Premier League to be yes, back. It's always uh, fun. It's going always... to be a good slate this weekend and it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that maybe to kick off. And uh, we'll catch everybody next week.